I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Okay, Terry, i got to ask you a personal question. Okay. You sleep naked. Do I what? Do you sleep naked? I'm just curious. Uh, no. Okay, not for my own personal use here, but there's a surge of people sleeping naked in America. Really? Yeah, and then you know what the bad problem is? What? Then they sleepwalk naked. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, that is a problem. I mean, it's a problem in itself when you just sleepwalk. But can you imagine if you sleepwalk outside of your own home and you're butt naked? Yeah, that could be a sticky situation. Yes, it could. So sit back and enjoy this week's podcast titled, Naked Neighbors. enough that people sleepwalk i agree but to sleepwalk in the raw butt naked (laughs) i love hearing you say raw (laughs) well you know if you sleepwalk and i guarantee you every one of those folks that sleepwalk they know they sleepwalk somebody had to have told you through the years you either wake up and you're in the corner of a closet and you don't know how you got there or you find you know you just find yourself at the refrigerator or again you know you've done something that indicates that i got there and i didn't realize how i got there or somebody's told you like you said Mm -hmm. if you know that why in the world would you choose knowingly to go to bed with no clothes on i understand there are situations that come up that sometimes lead you to go to bed with no clothes on. That would have to be a sunburn, maybe. Maybe. Or something else. But you knowingly go to bed on purpose because that's how you prefer to sleep. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take that chance that you may or may not sleepwalk and you will be caught with no clothes on. It's just mind-blowing. It is. So what would be worse, bumping into a friend you're spending the night with or your mother-in-law naked in the hall? What would be worse? I don't know. That's a good one. I just think about that. I think, I don't know. I'm not going to say. So, you know, there's a couple of stories that are out there. There are. That have actually happened. Well, you know, since you say that, i got a buddy. Now, folks, I grew up Route 1, Scuba, Mississippi. It's a small town uh, in Mississippi. Maybe 478 people live there now. Big place. Everybody knows everybody. And I got to, you know, not many people have ever gone on a cruise from there. You know, I lived there till I was in my 30s and then we moved on. But not many people from there. And if you, you know, I was like the first person in 30 years to ever fly an airplane. It was, I got, I got my I mean, name. What was a cruise to most people back then? Getting on a, uh, a John boat and going around a creek, a pack of sandwiches, and, uh, <laughs> 
I don't know, some A&W root beers, like you said. Headed out to Kemper Lake is yeah. about like what it is. But not that many people, and I have yet to ever go on a cruise. So it's, I don't know what's out there, but my friend Earl did go on one. And he had a little sleepwalking issue. God bless him. You know, when all this is all said and done, and I guess the only way you could live through it is people don't know who you are. But he had this this issue, and I guess there's a lot of people that I don't. I just want to point this out. I don't sleep naked. I mean, that just, what if your house catches on fire? You should never sleep naked, folks, if you listen to me. Well, you've got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, right. Not only, you know, why the house caught on fire, but why you're sitting there with, uh, you know, nothing on. But Earl would never admit that he sleeps naked, but he does, and he occasionally sleepswalks. And you would do that on a cruise ship? Well, he went to the door and went out, and she locked the door and locked him out in the hall, buck naked. Was she playing a trick on him? Yeah. But he really was sleepwalking. But he was sleepwalking, and, and you know, he comes to the hall, and he's buck naked, and she let him in at about three or four minutes after a couple of people had seen him. But, you know, but she exposed him. She did. I mean, but how in embarrassing. In more ways than one. <laughs> That'd be awful. But, you know, that's somebody that you know, and this happens Quite often, and quite often in hotel rooms. I mean, it's no different than being on a cruise ship versus being in a hotel room. And there's a story where this chick goes on a business trip. Uh She has colleagues that are there. She, you know, they have a couple of drinks, and she retires and says, I'm tired, and she goes to sleep. Well, again, here's somebody else who chooses to sleep naked. She sleepwalks. Here's her same colleagues still sitting in the bar having one or two more beverages. And in walks, let's just call her Susie. Here walks Susie, butt naked, through the lounge. Uh Uh-oh. And she continues to walk past the lounge as I'm sure all of their colleagues have their mouths dropping. Yeah, there's Susie. Dang, she's butt naked. And she goes through... To the pool area. Yeah. Where there's a couple of people that are doing some late night laps swimming. and swimming and whatever else. And she goes and urinates in the corner. Ooh, boy. You, how could you keep your job after that? Do you know that they never really said anything? I mean, nothing really became of that. She was extremely lucky. But I oh. could not. I'm telling you, I would dig a mm. hole. I don't know how and you I could face st- tomorrow. I, listen, I'm telling you, I would dig a hole as soon as I got home. And I would live in that hole for years. I would be embarrassed to the hilt. They're saying now that in hotels, they actually keep towels in the lobby because they've had a lot of people that have walked through the lobby in the buff. And to back all that up, we all know there's footage of this somewhere on a camera. And it's going to end up at a Christmas party. We know that. Oh, yeah. Or it's going to be on, I mean, let's think about it. Everything winds up on the Internet. It does. It does. I mean, think about if you're that lady, and as I call her Susie, I don't think that's her real name, but if it is, I'm sorry. I mean, can you imagine? You have to go to work the next day, and all those folks, even though they've said, look, you know, it's no big deal. We see deck of people walking around the bar all the time. It's not that big a deal. People urinate all the time around a pool. That you just would be embarrassed. I'm telling you, I would not come out of that hole. It would be the end of me. I couldn't do Oh, I couldn't face the world. And and since it seems to be uh, a phenomena, I mean, that they are really carrying around towels so that when somebody comes through, they can give them a towel. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, there's uh, you've had encounters where people have they had a guy that was in a hotel, left the hotel again, walked through the lobby. And the next thing he knows out on a crowded street. 
just crazy stuff. See, I'm thinking I'd want a robe instead of a little bitty towel because some of them towels shrink. Well, after listening a little bit of this, Terry, I am convinced of one thing, and I'm sure of it. What? I do not want an overnight job at a hotel. <laughs> what, what do you think the percentage of guests that come walking by naked to the front desk at night? I think it would shock us to know that if somebody has been a night desk clerk for a hotel for a given period of time, they've got some stories to oh, tell. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of stats, while I don't have the stats on how often they see somebody walk by naked through the lobby, I do know that it's interesting to know that 3.6% or 8.4 million people sleepwalk. That's a heap of folks. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're a very large um, place. But still, 8.4 million is not uh, a number that's too shabby. And obviously, when we talk about things that call sleepwalking they say it can be medications it can be prescriptions and it can be sedatives which include alcohol and a lot of cases uh, alcohol is behind a lot of the sleepwalking where you know they walk out of the hotel room and the next thing you know they're out in the street trying to buy a hot dog or whatever else and you're the reason our kids are ugly and you can come back and really (laughs) find out that there's a reason that maybe that alcohol uh is just something that's a trigger so, again, you have these triggers that you probably know about, but yet we don't think it's going to happen, and it does. It would be better if you were in your house for something like this to occur. Going to the bar and having a couple of drinks or taking an ambient or whatever the case may be and then deciding to sleep uh, nude is probably not a good formula. All right, let me ask this. Since we've heard statistics in this, I can't think of a single person in my family that has ever sleptwalked with clothes on or without Anybody in your little... Uh, Yes. As a matter of fact, my brother, I think he still does to a certain degree. My brother, when he was younger, uh, he slept walk a lot. And it was... Ever just show up in your room and stare at you? No, I didn't have that, thank goodness, because it would scare the punk out of me. But what he did do was he would walk over to a neighbor's house. And this was in the day when you didn't have security system. You didn't even have your doors locked. And they would find, you know, hear some noise, a disturbance, get up, I'm sure scared to death, and find my brother just kind of standing there. That happened on one occasion. And then several occasions, I think my parents would find him in the living room staring directly at the TV. Of course, the TV wasn't on. So, but I think the funniest one, it's but, funny. Well, hang now. on a second. How do you call your neighbor and go, hey, uh, it's 2 a.m. and your kid's sitting in my house? How, how does that conversation, what would your parents say about that? Oh, well, I think at first you're shocked because you don't even know that they've wandered out of the house. Right. Much less that they've wandered two doors down. I mean, this wasn't the next door neighbor. It was the neighbor over. And as we said today, things are so much different than the way they used to be of houses open now. You could easily get shot by somebody thinking you're an intruder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank goodness when he was doing this, it was just in a different day and a different time. It was kind of like, I guess, what you'd call Andy Griffith. It was. It re- It was. You know, I had a situation. God, this has been my oldest nephew had a friend over. And this is, you know, um, we were all at the beach. And that would be six adults, four kids if you bring nobody. Okay? <laughs> so it's a packed house. Even though you've got a three-bedroom, two-bath, and you've got a sleeper sofa, you can just visualize that. And condos are not known for... A lot of square footage. No, no, no. They're generally small. We ended up getting the narrower bedroom. 
for me to always get in the bed, you pretty much had to kind of shuffle in between the wall and the bed to get in. Oh, no, 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 no. You, that's called shimmying. Okay, shimmying. You had to shimmy, shimmy, shimmy to get on that side. Well, think about all of the folks that we had. And I, I, I think I failed to mention that my nephew, my oldest nephew, had a friend staying over. So, I mean, we were packed in there like sardines. Well, we all go to sleep. Everybody does. And all of a sudden, I wake up. It's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and I've got this kid, the friend that spent the night with my nephew. Yeah. He has shimmied himself along the wall, and it's obvious that he's sleepwalking. And he is getting ready to pee all over my head. <laughs> And I mean, he is, he has not exposed himself at this point, but he was about three nanoseconds from doing that. And it must have been my reaction that my husband, who's normally in a deep sleep, jumped up and was able to stop him in the nick of time. Because otherwise it was going to be disastrous for me. Because he was about one shimmy and about two or three seconds away from taking care of business. That'd be you'd be getting yourself one what do they call those those golden showers. Yes. And so he got him and had to kind of scoot him back, you know, out beyond the bed, which was a difficult feat. Get him around the single out of that bedroom, down the hall, into the uh, bathroom. And I think he, by that point, had kind of come through enough that he was familiar with the bathroom. And then kind of point him in the direction uh, back to the sleeper sofa. But it's amazing that somebody, and they say that your mind is asleep, but your body is awake, that he could finagle himself all the way up to the head of that bed, and in I guess in his mind, I mean, he was right to the point where he needed to. Yeah, you self-consciously done something to that little boy, and he was going to get you. I don't know what I did, but he's a sweetheart. But I almost uh, see. See, I've, you've had me lost for the last two minutes because all I want to do now is get you something for Christmas. That's all I've been sitting here thinking about. Well, what am I going to get, Terry? Why? What are you going to get me? <laughs> Have you ever seen the stickers that go on the back of uh, a lot of trucks have them? Has a little boy peeing on the Chevrolet in them? <laughs> and I want to get one of them to go on the back of the car. I'm telling out. you, if you only knew, if if my husband had not uh, jumped into action, there is no doubt. You'd have thought there was just a leak in the roof. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank goodness I looked up and I saw him and I knew exactly what was taking place. But I am sure that somebody out there has had that happen to him. Oh, you know they have. Because if you really dig deep into this, that's one of the big traits of sleepwalking is walking somewhere and urinating on something and not knowing you've even done it. Or what's even more bizarre is where there are cases where, and a lot of times this is where somebody has taken medication, but they have no recollection of getting in a vehicle. There was a case where a lady got in a vehicle and she drove several miles, actually hit a pedestrian and killed them. Or where they've you know, committed bad things and were under the influence of sleepwalking slash medication. And you bring up that story, and this is this is one of those real bizarre things to where you sit back and you go, I don't know if I really believe this, but this happened. This case was in Canada. Uh, this was back in the, the late 80s. I want to say 87, somewhere along in there. This guy gets in his car, drives 14 miles to his mother-in-law's house, gets out, takes a tire tool, 
stabs her and beats her to death, attacks his father-in-law. He lives through it. The father-in-law does. Yeah. Because okay, well, the, oh, but back up. Now, he drove how long? 14 miles. 14 miles. So that's at least, on average, what, 10, 15 minutes to get there. Exactly. Okay. Now, you'd have to be really alert knowing what you were doing, where you were turning to. Now, that's... Yeah, because, I mean, this is either in a... We don't know if this is in a dense area or if this is in a populated area where he's going through stoplights and stop signs and taking left turns and right turns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's, there, could, there could be some complexity to him getting to his destination. So he gets there, and he goes in their bedroom and, you know, just whoops her, beats her with a tire iron and stabs her. So does he claim that he's been on medication and that's what's caused it? Didn't say medication uh, from what I read. Now, there may be more to the story than what I saw. But he drives away, calls the police. He doesn't stay there, calls them and says, hey, I was sleepwalking, and I think I just killed my uh, mother-in-law. Oh, my goodness. And would you believe he gets off? By pleading insanity, not insanity, but I was sleepwalking and had no idea what I was doing. Now, is that, could that possibly even be true? Well, there actually was a case back in 1846. Think about that. There was a guy that was acquitted of murder of a prostitute in Boston. This is in 1846, like I said. He slit the woman's throat, almost decapitating her. And then he set fire to the brothel. And then he went on and escaped and went to New Orleans, where he was eventually arrested. And his lawyer stated that he was a chronic sleepwalker and perhaps that he had committed those crimes while he was asleep. I guess that was their tactic for trying to get him off. Yeah, like the insanity thing happened later. Yeah, but think about this. You don't even think that in 1846 that you would even use that as a defense, but they did, and he was acquitted. You know, I just can't believe this. So this whole thing with this guy was bizarre on the fact that he's only being charged with injuring the father-in-law, but was acquitted of actually brutally killing the mother. I mean, you don't really want to... I mean, if you're going to be killed, I think I'd want it fast and quick. I don't think I'd Uh want to get killed with a tire jack. Correct. Is it what they call it, a tire jack? Tire tool. Tire tool. So, interesting enough, that's not the first time that somebody's been acquitted of that. So we go back 160-something years. Maybe it's longer than that. Absolutely. You know, not only do you have people that do these crazy sleepwalkings, and like I said, some of them have really bizarre consequences. Some of them, like I said, have embarrassing consequences. But there's also this thing of sleep talking. Oh, oh, Crystal Gale, I can hear the song playing in my head now. You've been talking in your sleep. Where, yeah, and if you really want to find out some scoop on somebody or, you know, find out if their spouse or, you know, significant other is doing something wrong, you know, maybe that's the time that you ask them a question. See what they say? That would be rough. Yeah, but I had a situation where my husband... When we first got married, and now, we, let me let me ask this: Now, is your husband just to get like bad embarrassed? Because I'm I'm turning red here thinking about what you just say about that old boy. Well, I don't think he's going to be that bad embarrassed, but he'll laugh because he'll know immediately when he starts to hear the story. Yeah, that's uh, all cool right to his family. About, yeah, about how this is, you know, what I'm going to tell him about. But all right, what do you do? Okay, so when we got married for the longest time, and pretty frequently, and in, and and I will say this: that it doesn't happen as much as it did. Uh, over the years, it's kind of tailed off, but it still does occur. But pretty frequently, when we first got married, 
I would hear him, and he'd be talking in his sleep. He would wake me up. I always thought it was a pretty deep sleeper, he, but apparently I'm a light sleeper. Was he saying Jolene or something like no, that? No, he wasn't saying anybody else's name, which is good, good for him. But he would be saying in a real just sad voice. I mean, it was just, no, no, no. <laughs> and I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, what is this? So... I wouldn't disturb him, and the next day I would mention it to him. And he would say, he had, he'd kind of laugh and say, I did? And I'd say, yes. And he'd say, I don't have, you know, I don't have any memory of that. And then some time would go on, and it was the exact thing, the same pitiful no. So this goes on, like I said, we've been married for 23 years. I don't hear it as much. But I've already told him that I have figured out what's going on. What's going on, Terry? It's a devil that has been working on him, that's been saying, kill her, kill her, kill her. And I'm telling you, the first time that I wake up to hearing him say, okay, okay, she gone. I will be out of there in 10 seconds flat. That's too funny, Terry. So he actually does that. Yes, he does. Now, like I said, thank goodness he hasn't been saying it in a while. And I am comforted to know that I can put my head back on the pillow after I hear him say, no, no. But if I hear, okay, that's a different story. I think I have talked. If somebody asked me a question when I'm, you know, in the bed, I've answered it and not known that I even had. But I don't know if you consider that sleep talking. But I, I they ask you, yeah, I answer it. But well, I had a uh, and I had a college buddy that I used to live with um, one semester. You know, and this is in the day when you didn't have everybody didn't have their own private bedroom and bath. You had, you know, two bedrooms and you crammed twenty people in there. And uh, I know that she and I were had two single beds and a real small uh, bedroom. And it was hilarious listening to uh, some of the things that. She would say, and again, this may be attributed to being tired or whatever else. Uh, they were saying that some of the uh, signs of sleep talking can be, again, medications and emotional stress, fever, mental health disorder, uh, or substance abuse or things like that. But I think in her case, she probably just was, you know, just dog tired. But funny that I should say dog tired because one of the days she was talking about how, and she would say, that dog is big as hell. That dog is, and it went on and on and on, and then there would be a series of smacking. So I don't know if she's one of those ones where I never saw her get up and go eat at the, you know, where they talk about the people that sleepwalk, get up and go to the refrigerator and munch out. So yeah. I never saw that, but she must have been dreaming about some eating. wonderful meal because she was always smacking. Seems to be all types of cases of sleepwalking and, and talking in your sleep that is dealt with sleepwalking. So my question to you, Terry, is what do you call a sleepwalking nun? I have no idea. A Roman Catholic. <laughs> well, sleep talking is fairly innocent. Most of the time. Yeah. Unless you reveal a secret. Correct. Things and then you shouldn't it can be, be a bad thing. Well, sleepwalking can also be fairly innocent or harmless. I mean, you just go to the refrigerator and get, you know, chicken leg or piece of cheese or eat some yogurt or whatever else. Uh, or you cook a meal. At least you don't, hopefully you don't burn the place down. But it can be embarrassing, too, if you're one of those ones that have, you know, 
wound up doing something that you urinate somewhere, you walk into a closet or whatever else. And then there's those that have actually killed somebody, so it can be deadly as well. Yeah, it could be. And then the interesting thing about it, there's a slight difference in that more men sleepwalk than women. But, fear not, there are some home remedies. So for you 8.4 million people that sleepwalk, pay attention. It says the first thing that you need to do is, you know, make the environment safe. So, you know, you want to close and lock all windows and block doorways and stairways with a gate. I mean, you pretty much have to treat them like, you know, you're going to kind of confine them into the room that they're sleeping in. And if they're sleepwalking, you want to gently lead the person back to bed. Mm -hmm. And what you do is, um, you know, try not to be disruptive. You just, you don't want to get them agitated. So you just kind of guide them right back to bed, and maybe they'll go back to sleep and everything's okay. Uh, the other thing is, is that, again, we know that fatigue can contribute to sleepwalking. So you need to make sure that you're getting ample amount of sleep so you can decrease the risk of sleepwalking. And, you know, you want to make sure that you put stress in its place and try to, if you've got somebody who's anxious or stressed out, you need to try to address that and then look for a pattern. So is it a certain night? Is it a certain time that they usually start sleepwalking? And then the last thing is, and then I'll save the finale after that, is avoid alcohol. So, you know, a lot of times when we've said that that can be a big contributor so that people that drink alcohol Correct. tend to have situations where they sleepwalk. And then the last thing that I would point out is you've done all of that, for goodness sakes, if you sleepwalk, put some darn clothes on. I got one thing to say. Don't look at the... <laughs> hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret? Well, now you know Southerners don't sleep naked because of mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs>